Markets have been focused on the direction of interest rates, but what does that mean for the U.S. dollar? This is The Markets. Hi, I'm Sam Grobart. Today, I'm joined by Kamakshia Trivedi, head of global foreign exchange, interest rates, and emerging market strategy at Goldman Sachs Research. Kamakshia, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Let's start with the big picture. The Fed, the ECB, and the Bank of England all entered 2023 with rate hiking programs, and they've all stopped, or at least paused those hikes this year. Will 2024 be the year that central banks start cutting rates? In a word, yes. I think 2024 is the year you're going to see cuts from pretty much most of these central banks, and really central banks across the world. The main reason, really, is inflation. Inflation, which was the big challenge that all of these policymakers were trying to address, led to some of the most aggressive hiking cycles in 2022 and 2023, is now largely back down in the vicinity of inflation targets. And that allows these central banks to now start normalizing rates from those very high levels. Of course, as the year goes by, there will be more evidence building that inflation is in fact coming down. Uh, It's not just headline inflation, but also core inflation, excluding things like the volatile commodity prices that is also declining. And that will allow central banks to start slowly easing policy back towards more normal levels. There will be some sequencing in that process. We think a number of emerging markets, for example, have already started cutting rates already this year and will continue to cut next year. And then there will be others. We think the ECB is the most likely of the majors to go first with probably the Fed and then the Bank of England bringing up the rear. Even this past week, we've seen a move further lower in interest rates as markets go even faster and even quicker towards expecting rate cuts next year. And alongside that, we've seen a sell-off in the dollar. So one of the most out-of-consensus calls among our GS research outlooks for 2024 is U.S. GDP growth, where we project growth of around 2.2%, about double the consensus rate. How does this impact your view of the U.S. dollar in 2024? That stronger above-consensus U.S. growth view that we have is the key reason we think that the dollar strength that we've seen really for the last couple of years will erode only slowly and bumpily. Or to put it another way, I think we are going to be living in a strong dollar world, but even as that dollar strength slowly uh, declines. Now, why is that? Think about it this way. From a top-down basis, a world in which the U.S. Fed is starting to cut rates, a world in which global growth is resilient, one where interest rate volatility slowly comes down and equity prices do well, those are typically periods where the dollar declines. And we think it will decline. But we think it will only decline slowly and bumpily because at the same time, from a bottom-up basis, FX is a relative game for the dollar to really do badly some other currency has to do very well. And when we think about the euro area, this is is a place where inflation is also coming down and where growth is lower. When we think about China, this is a place that is already cutting rates because growth is extremely weak. And so when you think about the the bottoms-up basis, we think this is still a world where the dollar will remain strong in relation to many of the other major currencies out there. 
right to my next question. De-dollarization has been a buzzword for, for several years. I guess I have two questions first. What is de-dollarization? And is 2024 the year challenger currencies emerge? It doesn't sound like there will be, but do you see any green shoots? Yeah, so look, de-dollarization is the notion that the dollar is the primary currency used as a means of payment, international transactions, store of value in the international monetary system. But that creates certain constraints for other countries, which may be forced to use dollars, even if their own domestic cycles, even if their own domestic needs drive them towards seeking out alternatives. But the reality is, there isn't really a clear alternative challenger to the dollar. There is just no other market that has a kind of strong economy, deep liquid capital markets that the US dollar boasts. When you think about the overall 2024, will you see challenges emerge? I still think de-dollarization will remain a buzzword. At the end of the day, I think it will remain contained and constrained. And there are really two reasons for it. The first is dollar yields remain pretty high. When we've seen in the past dollar share of reserves come down, that's often gone into higher yielding currencies like the Canadian dollar or the Australian dollar at the expense of lower yielding currencies like the Japanese yen or the euro. In the current environment, with dollar yields being amongst the highest on offer, I just don't see a lot of international reserve money managers moving out of the, the dollar in this environment. And the second is there are motivations from geopolitical considerations to move away from the dollar and into other currencies. But what we've learned over the past couple of years is in that even in that case, you get a lot of the currency risk that comes with taking on or investing in other different currencies without really the diversification or the, the solution to the underlying problem that comes with uh, being in a dollar system. So. From both of those standpoints, I think de-dollarization will very much remain a buzzword rather than become a reality next year. I'm sort of reminded, or I'm paraphrasing, but it's like de-dollarization is the future and it always will be. Exactly, exactly. You sit as the head of EM strategy, emerging market strategy in GS Research. What are your views right now of emerging markets for next year given the struggles they've had with that strong dollar that you just referred to, as well as the weaker growth we've been seeing in China? Emerging markets have had to deal with a pretty bad macro storm. We've had a couple of years where we've had a strong dollar. We've had one of the most aggressive rate hike cycles by the U.S. Fed, and we've had China growth that has been slowing. And so going forward, we think all of these things are going to look a little bit better. We think the dollar strength will slowly erode, interest rates are going to come down, and even China will feel a little bit better as there is a floor underneath the growth slowing that you've seen. So I think it should be a better macro backdrop for emerging market assets more broadly. I think the challenge for emerging markets is twofold. One is that throughout this what I would call a sort of pretty bad macro storm, EM assets have traded very resiliently. And so they don't enter 2024 at very cheap levels. So you have average valuations, and that is going to give rise to average positive returns. The second is inflows. You've had a couple of years now where emerging market assets haven't really seen a lot of fund inflows from investors. 
in part because they have all been going into developed market, especially the U.S. front-end rates market, where you get a high yield on dollar assets. I think as dollar rates start to decline, you should start to see bigger flows into emerging market assets, especially as they start delivering positive total returns. So I think both from the overall macro backdrop, we are on the other side of the storm. And I think in terms of fund inflows and returns, I think there are grounds to be more optimistic in the year ahead. All right, KT, last question. What's on your radar for next week? It's the last Federal Reserve meeting of the year. I think interest rate cuts are coming. The question is to what extent and how fast. And the market has run a long way in the past month in pricing these interest rate cuts. And so what a lot of investors will be looking at next week's Fed meeting is whether the FOMC and Chair Powell endorse these cuts and what is priced into markets, or whether they've gone a bit too far and we see a little bit of a pushback to that market pricing. Kamakshia, thank you so much. A real pleasure. Thank you very much. That does it for another episode of The Markets. Be sure to listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Sam Grobart. Thanks so much for listening. The opinions and views expressed in this program are not necessarily the opinions of Goldman Sachs or its affiliates. This program should not be copied or published without the express written consent of Goldman Sachs. Each brand mentioned in this program is the property of the company to which it relates and is not used to imply any ownership or license rights. Goldman Sachs is not providing any financial, economic, legal, investment, accounting, or tax advice through this program. Neither Goldman Sachs nor any of its affiliates make any representation. Theme music was composed by Soundboard.